We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends and lovely listeners. Yes, you probably know this. Relationships can be hard. And forgiving those who have hurt us, betrayed us, left us, or lied to us can be even harder. I suspect you've heard the saying, harboring anger is like holding a hot stone. We intend to throw at another, but it ends up burning us. Sure, we may know in theory we need to forgive, but actually doing it can be so much harder done than said. So if there's someone in your life, or maybe even a few people, that you're having a problem authentically forgiving, I guarantee you, you are going to receive immense value from my conscious conversation today with Colin Tipping. Colin wrote the best book about forgiveness that I have ever read. It is called Radical Forgiveness, Making Room for the Miracle. Radical Forgiveness gets to the very core of what forgiveness really is, what it can be, and how it can liberate us on all levels. So if you're ready to be happy, be free, and to soar, sit back, relax, open your mind, and get ready for liftoff. I'm so honored to have Colin Tipping here with us here today. He is one of the most popular spiritual leaders of our time and the creator of what is now recognized as the most powerful leading-edge technology for personal and spiritual growth. Before immigrating to the U.S. in 1984, Colin was a lecturer at London University. Today, he and his wife, Joanne, has founded the Institute for Radical Forgiveness Therapy and Coaching Incorporated. They're based in Atlanta, Georgia. The primary intention and characteristic of his work is a grounded spirituality that is simple, honest, straightforward, and unpretentious. Colin has a knack of making spiritual issues comprehensive, applicable, and practical. So, Colin, thank you so much for being here with us today on Journey to Center. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm in the process of reading several of your books at the same time, and such powerful work. I think simply by reading the material, it can start to truly shift us. Um, And I'm excited about getting into that and, and some of your processes. But first of all, I'd like to hear from you. What would you say the difference is between what we call forgiveness and radical forgiveness? Yes. Uh, Well, uh, you mentioned in the little um, preamble there about how difficult most people think uh, forgiveness is, traditional forgiveness, and it it is. You know, uh, there's a lot of people who say you should forgive and it's good for you and and it's, uh, you know, it's going to make a difference to your life, but very few people have a method that will get you there, uh, you know, quickly and without too much struggle. And so that's what we uh, have created here. And the reason we created it in the first place, Tammy, is that uh, uh, I was working with a lot of cancer patients. And as you know, uh, or may know, the cancer patients tend to hold on to their uh, emotional stuff quite a bit. And and I think that's certainly implicated in the causation and it's certainly implicated in, in the treatment that if we can uh, help people let go of their uh, emotional baggage, then, then that's, uh, that's a strike against the, uh, the cancer, so to speak. So mm-hmm. that's how it all started. We've, we had a need for a quick and easy and therapy-free method of forgiveness that really worked. And yes. so uh, the, the difference, um, the first, the, the, there are five steps in this forgiveness process, the, the radical forgiveness process. 
The first three, though, are pretty much the same as any other radical. I keep using the term radical. Same as any other forgiveness process. In, in that, the first three, uh, the first one is uh, telling the story. You know what actually happened. Who did what? The second one is feeling the feelings. How did you feel about it? And then the third step, which does take a bit of time and effort, and this is really where uh, traditional forgiveness really focuses. Uh, how do I understand why this happened? Why? What did? What was the motivation behind what this person did? Um, so you're trying to bring some understanding and some uh, empathy into the process, and to, because you you would need to be in a fairly reflective frame of mind in order to do this. So this part doesn't usually come in until you know quite a quite a time later. Um, and, and you also start to say, well, how did I personalize it? How did I expand it? How did I uh, create a whole lot of interpretations that really weren't true in this situation? So it's a very analytical process in one sense, mm-hmm. as well as bringing all that understanding and mercy and compassion and empathy into the situation. So, so that's, the, that's the traditional uh, forgiveness process. And it's no different from, for, a, uh, for radical forgiveness. We go that far. But we take a bigger step further, and this is where it gets challenging for a lot of people because it doesn't sound, it, it just sounds like a crazy idea at first, but once you're open to it, it seems to uh, shift the energy. So this is what we call step number four, which is where we actually reframe the story and say, well, <clears throat> even though it feels like I'm victimized and it feels uncomfortable and I didn't like what happened one little bit, I am willing to open to the possibility that there was a reason why this happened and that, that and the reason is not so much grounded in in this reality but in spiritual reality that that there was a a spiritual purpose in why this happened and why I actually had a hand in creating it um along with the person who appeared to be perpetrating it but may have been a soul agreement between the two of us from the very start so it's a metaphysical approach. It's a that it's a sort of add-on, if you like, to to traditional forgiveness. But here's the difference with tra- with traditional forgiveness: we're trying to reconcile two very conflicting conflicting energies. The first one is that we feel that we've been victimized, and so we have a still have a need to condemn because with traditional forgiveness, we never give up the idea that something wrong happened to us, that it shouldn't have happened, and this person did something bad to us. That's still there in traditional forgiveness. But the other side of the equation is, well, I'm trying to forgive them for it. So they're very conflicting energies, and when the chips are down, the need to condemn really wins out most of the time. And this is why it takes people 20 or 30 years to actually do the forgiveness. And very few people actually ever achieve it. And you know that by how often... Uh, that anybody, if if people do achieve it, they end up on Oprah or something like that uh, <laughs> because it seems to be so extraordinary that somebody can forgive something that serious if we're talking about something, you know, that happened that was, that was pretty bad. So, um, <clears throat> so that's why it's difficult. Now, as soon as you open to the idea that you're not a victim and that what happened was supposed to happen and that there was a spiritual purpose in it, orchestrated by your own higher self, um, then the energy shifts dramatically and there's, a, there's a, um, an almost immediate 
shift in the feeling tone, how you feel about it. Uh, not only that, it seems to affect the other people too. Everybody around the situation is affected by by you allowing the, for the possibility that that, that you um, nothing wrong happened in effect, and that there is nothing to forgive. That has an enormous or tremendous energetic effect on the situation, and it seems to resolve itself almost automatically. So not only do you feel better, but the situation that caused it in the first place changes. So it's a rather dramatic uh, difference, you know, between traditional and radical, and, and does require people to be open. It doesn't require belief, though. You don't have to believe it. That's the wonderful right. thing about it. I often say in my workshops, I don't even believe it because it does seem a crazy idea. And we can all think of exceptions, but you can't have exceptions. It either works for all or nothing. Yes. So, but if we just re- get to be open to the possibility, that's all that's required. Just a little bit of willingness to open up to that idea yes. that there was a reason for what happened. It didn't happen to you. It happened for you. So that's really the uh, the essence of radical forgiveness. And then the fifth step is simply to integrate it through doing something physical like writing a worksheet or walking across a circle in a ceremony, um, you know, doing something like that. So that's, uh, that's yes. it in a nutshell, Tammy. I And I love that nutshell. Um, yeah, my education's in spiritual psychology, and it wasn't in, I mean, I've studied psychology, but it wasn't until I got to spiritual psychology that everything started making sense. Yeah. You know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And what I right. love about your work, not just radical forgiveness, but all of it, it is about yeah. really perceiving this human experience from a higher altitude, from the level of the soul. And once we do that, it feels like to me, so many things come into focus. Things make so much more sense from that altitude. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what really uh, radical forgiveness takes us there. It, it, it's not just about forgiving. If, uh, if there was another word I could use, uh, I would use it. But uh, what it does, it, as you said, uh, it takes us to a whole new level, a different worldview, if you like, mm-hmm. and a spiritual perspective. Um, that we're all, that people are starting to really switch into. Have you noticed that? That there seems to be a movement where people really get this quite quickly, whereas, say, 50 years ago, people would be very resistant to something like this. Yeah, shift is happening, I think, for sure. I do, sure. yeah. And I, I like yep. what's happening. You write about uh, transforming or transitioning from the old paradigm to the new paradigm. And, and exactly. it's just this. It's exactly. it's. it's not identifying so much with being a human and being victim and, you know, life is so hard and it happens to you, to being a soul and empowerment and life is happening for you. And That's gosh, right. I've lived exactly. on both sides of that and the latter sure is a lot more comfortable and it's yeah. easier to manifest whatever it is that I want. Exactly, because you're bringing your energy into present time instead of having it invested in your old stories of, of the past. Yes. So that's, uh, that's a big part of, of why our vibration gets to be higher because, um, you know, once we let all those old stories go and all the energy attached to them, then we've got our energy in present time for us to be powerful and for us to create relationships right. and to uh, create what we want in our lives. So it's a, it's a consciousness-raising phenomenon that we're talking about here. Exactly. It's about raising your vibration. And I think water yeah. finds its own level. As we take responsibility to raise our vibration, raise that level, we attract um, better relationships, more opportunities, more prosperity, 
But gosh, have you noticed a lot of people don't want to let go of their story, that victim stance. And they, it oh, seems like a lot absolutely. of times they'll hold on to it like a dog with a bone. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, this is why I tell them, look, you don't, you, don't have to, uh, you don't have to believe in this thing before it's going to work for you. Just try it out. And we do have and find that it's absolutely necessary to use the tools that we've created, simple worksheets and audio tools as well that enable people to shift from their, their mental intelligence to their spiritual intelligence. And that's the, that's the big difference, I think. Um, because from a mental point of view, from an intellectual point of view, what we're saying doesn't make any sense at all. It just doesn't feel right. It feels counterintuitive. How can you say that nothing wrong ever happened? Yes. Um, but uh, that's our mind. Our, our mind can't deal with it. But when we use these worksheets... Um, it shifts our focus from our, uh, our mental activity to our spiritual intelligence, and, and of course, our spiritual intelligence knows the truth, and it mm-hmm. and it um, just uh, resonates with with what we what we say in on the worksheet. Even if you're even if you're writing the worksheet, thinking this is a load of nonsense. <laughs> yes. I mean, sometimes when I'm really really angry with something, I do a worksheet, the pen goes through the paper, I'm so mad at it. You know what I'm saying? But I do it anyway, because I, because I know that it's the tool that makes it happen, that, that uh, activates my spiritual side of me instead of my victim side of me, my mental side of me. Yeah, and again, so, you say something about it helps you rem- remember the truth, and I think truth with a capital T, not just our little story truth, not just yeah. our human truth, but the truer truth, which is that spiritual exactly. perspective. Exactly. So I know, Colin, you have this worksheet available on your website, correct? Yes. Yes, we do. Uh, so we have people are thinking, well, actually, yeah, I'd like to forgive. Is... Where do I get a hold of this worksheet? How can they get a copy uh, of that? Or you, you go to um, either RadicalForgiveness.com or ColinTipping.com. Both of them have uh, a tab called Free Stuff. <laughs> and you just go there, and you'll see a whole list of worksheets. And uh, there's a you know a radical forgiveness worksheet, self forgiveness worksheet, manifestation worksheet, transformation worksheet. Uh, all of those tools are there. You just simply download them and uh, make fifty copies of the forgiveness one. <laughs> That's awesome. So you bring up another point that I think is so vital, and I feel in my life, and what I see with my clients is you know, I'm a counselor as well, is a lot of times it seems people don't want to forgive others because they don't want to look in the mirror. They don't want to forgive themselves. So what do you have to say about the importance of self-forgiveness or how can we do that besides download a worksheet? Um, Well, it's it's the same process. Uh, You you, you know, you need the worksheet to do it, but the worksheet guides you through a, a similar set of steps it helps you to deal with your guilt and your shame, depending on how much of that is actually, uh, you know, some of some of the guilt is earned. You know, we deserve to feel a little guilty in the human terms. So we we face that and go through it. That's one part of the feeling part of the of the step. Um, and then have a realistic uh, view of, of what we've done in, in real terms. Mm-hmm. But then just like we shifted our, uh, our, focus from the uh, human side to the spiritual side so that the worksheet takes us there too and says, okay, uh, th- there was a reason why this happened just to say in the same way. Um, 
it was just that you're doing you're doing it now from the other side. You, you were uh, you've made an agreement to do this for uh, for another person as well. Mm-hmm. But the difference between uh, radical forgiveness and radical self forgiveness is who are we asking for forgiveness? That's the big difference. And with traditional self forgiveness, we're asking the ego for forgiveness. Oh, and the yeah, ego has two very strong characters in there, and. Mm-hmm. One is the inner judge and the other is the critical parent. And when you ask those two parts of you for forgiveness, they're always going to say no. Yeah, that, okay. that, that's going to be tough. So that's why, that's why it's so difficult to forgive yourself. But if you use the worksheet to ask your higher self for forgiveness, then it all works. And that's because your higher self knows the truth of what actually happened <laughs> and why it happened. And it just loves you so much; it forgives you automatically. It's just uh, so it's it's a um, it's a case of deciding who it is you're going to ask. You're going to ask the inner judge, or are you going to ask your higher self? And ask the human once you self go to your higher self, self and say, you know, I, I want forgiveness for what I feel that I have done wrong, then you'll then the, the energy will shift. And, I love that and, so much. Yeah. yeah. Again, do we want forgiveness from our ego, human self, or our higher soul self? And it seems like the human self is fear-based and always says no, and the higher self is love-based and always says yes. Exactly. It's that, it's, it's that simple. But the other side to this is that all forgiveness is self-forgiveness. Because when we forgive yes. someone else out there, it's really us being mirrored back to us. And I have found that in my process. We... Yeah. Doing your book, doing the worksheets, doing this work, you know, I found as I have forgiven myself and all the shame, the guilt and shame is dissolved. I don't have any problems with other people. <laughs> exactly. It's so much, exactly. it's like so liberating. Yeah. And as we shall see, and when we get to do the relationship section here, um, you know, we, we create relationships that give us opportunities to forgive ourselves and to see ourselves in the mirror. So um, that's a very important purpose, I think, with relationships. It's radical. Yeah. <laughs> Something right. you said earlier, and I want to bring it back to this, and I think it's so important. I love this quote. You, Radical forgiveness is the best preventative measure we can take to stay healthy, um, to help us with our physical health, to help us manifest more money, to have better relationships. This process of radical forgiveness really clears our prescription lenses that maybe aren't working so well for us. I think it really helps us to see things it's like seeing something on the first floor of a condominium complex versus the fifth floor versus the penthouse. I think yeah. your radical process is your technology takes us to the penthouse, and I love it up here. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, I'm just coming out with a new book now, which was which will be uh, the, the, ti- the main title is called uh, "This Shift Works," and it's twenty five. <laughs> love Twenty five practical reasons uh, to use radical forgiveness. 25 Practical Reasons for Using Radical Forgiveness. You've written a lot of books. I have. I love to write. <laughs> I do, too. I'm writing my second one. It's about to come out, and I'm proud of myself. How many have you written? Like 10? Um, you know, I think it's eight. I'd have to oh. check, but I think it's eight now. This will, yeah. this will probably be the ninth. That's that's awesome. And it's it's it was working with cancer patients that sort of opened up this this process or practice. I think that's so. Yeah, that was the that was the beginning of it, and uh, you know, when people say, "How did you begin?" I always say that radical forgiveness found me. I didn't find it. 
I just was there, and it got downloaded. That's, that's how it feels to me, because I, I had no background in it at all. Yeah, you were open, and I think the soul can provide us with all kinds of things if we're really open and we get clear. Yeah, it's yeah. it's amazing. I, I call it like getting above the cloud line. When you yes, get above exactly. the cloud line, life really can be quite miraculous. It's yeah. uh, oh, what's going to happen next? It's like we're we're giving up control, and that's another. Uh, thing that you talk about that I find is really important is that process of surrender, letting yeah. the universe kind of take the lead. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of people, right. I mean, it can be scary to surrender. It's like most people think they need to be in control. But I found Yeah, this is I the big problem with better. people. When you said earlier on, you know, they don't want to give up their story. Uh, there's a certain fear attached to doing that because if you give up your story, uh, the next question is, who am I without my story? I was just going to say that. Who am I without my story? Yeah, that's, and that's, that, 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 that brings up a lot of fear in people because maybe... Yeah, because I think our ego wants to know. identify with something. <laughs> we need to know who we are. Yeah, exactly. So if we've been abused or, you know, in that case, we think of ourselves as an abused person or... A, child of an alcoholic or you know we get those labels that, that reinforce our victim story and it's very hard to give those up um, we get a lot of secondary gain from having these stories so people sympathize with us and they you know tell us their own stories about how you know how they would abused or treated in the same way and so on so it's 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 a big deal for people to give it up yeah, you can really bond over the story. You can create whole relationships over yeah. stories. Yeah, Caroline Mace called it woundology. Oh, yeah. Sharing your wounds, you know, just to bond with people, you know. You, oh, yeah, I had that too, you know. Yeah, um, and I so, think we do all want connection, but it's kind of a, a, a less skilled way of having connection. We can't have true yeah, intimacy a, from that perspective. It's a low vibration form because it keeps you stuck in the story. You are, yeah. again, so right. I agree with everything you say. I think you're brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course, bad for your health. You know, I think you mentioned just a few minutes ago yes. that, you know, that being uh, using this knowledge uh, really does improve your health, both mental, physical, and spiritual. And financial. Yeah, absolutely. All aspects of your life. Yeah, as long as I was stuck to my story, I was not making money. My relationships were suffering. My health was suffering. And I finally got quiet, meditated, prayed. It's like, what the heck? And, it, and what I yeah. heard so clearly was you can't move forward to the future you want while you're looking at the past and repeating exactly. the story. And I was like, really? Yeah. I, have to, I have to let go of the story. And I have to admit, there was a big part of me that was very resistant to that. It took me three yeah. years. Yep. So it doesn't have it's to like take that. that long, though. I think if I would have maybe stumbled upon your material earlier, I might have been able to make that shift earlier. But I guess, you know, we do it when we're ready to do it. It was, That's right. It was, it was That's right. perfect in its way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I well, can't we only tell have you a couple of minutes here have... left, Colin. So, again, um, I just want you to do a shout-out real quick to anybody who's struggling in their relationships with money, with people, with themselves, with uh, their health. Um, once again, how do they get your books? How do they find you? How do they get these worksheets? Uh, RadicalForgiveness.com and ColinTipping.com. Either one will, will do it. Perfect. So yeah. this has been just such an honor. Like I said, I read your book maybe eight years ago. And when the new year was coming, I'm like, who do I really want to talk to in 2014? <laughs> and you're my first interview for 2014. So well, that's I'm, great. Just, 
I feel like I'm going to a higher altitude and I'm just so honored to be having this conversation with you and dancing and playing with you in this way and just getting this information out into the world because I really do believe it cannot only just, it doesn't only transform ourselves when we do the worksheet. I think it ripples out into the world and, and affects the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I have a new mission statement for 2014. My my mission statement now is to free mankind from victim consciousness. That's a big intention. And I'm mm. with you. <laughs> Whatever I can do to help. <laughs> you know, I say that all the time. I wanna hand I wanna help people wanna help themselves. I wanna hand out fishing poles, not just fish. Because it feels so good when yeah. um we're proud of ourselves, when we like ourselves, when we're free. Nobody can do that for ourselves but ourselves. That's right. And I think by just saying, you know, this is what I want, opening our mind to the possibility, miracles can happen. All the time. All they do. the time. Something's wrong All when the they time. don't happen. We just have to be open to it. This was All such right. an honor, a pleasure, and a privilege. I have goosebumps. This is so fun. And we're going to do another show with Colin. So you can uh, check that out either next week or on the podcasts, wherever you are in time we're going to make Colin available to you again and just to my listeners thank you so much for taking part of your precious time to hang out with us here on Empower Radio God bless you onward and upward bye for now